comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. So what's new, Pussycat? What, what did you say? Uh, nothing. Anyway, have you ever ridden on a horse? Yeah, but not in a while. Not a big fan of riding the animals. Maybe elephants. Hey, guys. Oh. oh. Hey, hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Uh, not too shabby. Just rode here from my horse. What? Yeah, I just won him in a bare-knuckle boxing match. Double what? Yeah, he, he texted me after. It sounded pretty neat. Anyway, how about that Lone Ranger review? Well, I brought my mask like you asked. Wait, what? We were supposed to wear masks? Yeah, you, you didn't get my text? No. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, no. No, I Come didn't. on, Abe, just put on your ninja mask. What? How did you know I had a ninja mask? Well, you're Asian. What's that supposed to mean? Asians have ninja masks, just like I assume Aaron here has a ski mask. What? What? Whoa, whoa. So whoa. what do you have? A moldy old bandana. Uh, okay, well, let's do this. Yeah, I got my ninja mask on. Mm, yeah, I'm ready. Let's talk about Johnny Depp as Tonto. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello. 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 Hi. Hi. <laughs> Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 110, 110, and this... Very special Fourth of July weekend episode is all about the Lone <laughs> Ranger. All of that, all of that happened. Uh, the Lone Ranger—that's what we're talking about. The new film starring Army Hammer and Johnny Depp from director Gore Verbinski and producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Let's keep listing things from writers: Ted Elliott, Terry Rossio, Peter <laughs> Co-Star, Helena Bonham Carter, and William Bickner. Music by all of these. Music by Hans Zimmer. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep this going. Anyway, joining us to discuss the Lone Ranger, we have from Damn Dirty Blog. He rode all the way here backwards on a horse. Jordan Grout. Hello. Well, this is a live one. He's right here next He's to me. He's in the studio happened. with Aaron. In studio episode. In studio. Yes. Also coming to us, our newest guest, contributor to Figures.com and EndorExpress.net, currently writing a prequel to The Sorcerer's Apprentice, David Yeh. There you go. I'm here. <laughs> That's strong opening. He's here. He's as strong here. as Johnny yeah. Depp in the first Pirates movie. <laughs> so yeah, how are, how's everyone doing? How are we doing? Uh, great. Yeah, now. Woohoo. Ready? Ready to get loaned? train terrific. Trainerific. Okay. Uh, let's see. A few announcements. <laughs> a few announcements. Um, 
Happy Fourth of July. How about I say that? Happy Fourth of July. Uh, Yay. Our our schedule is a little screwy this week. Our White House Down episode from last week came out a little later than normal, but I think it I think it worked out great. It came out on Fourth of July, the best time to see the White House Down. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, America. There you go, Aaron and Abe and Christian and uh, (laughs) and the other person, Brandon, who was on with us. White House Down. (laughs) Doing it for America. Out there, it's a good episode. I like that one. Um. What else? Anything new? Let's see. You heard the Audible plug. Audible.com. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, still uploading shows. I'll get to that. We had some requests for the commentaries, a very popular commentary episode. So we'll get to that. We'll get those uh, get those uploaded soon. And, um, of course, iTunes reviews and ratings. Helpful to get those. Helps out the show. Helps. No one loses. It T- takes a couple seconds of your time. Put a star rating and maybe write a sentence or two about the show. You know, it help us out for sure. We'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, let's just move on. Let's get to know everybody. Each week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we try to ask each other questions to try to set the tone for the podcast. I better get to know everybody. And I'm going to start this one out this week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a softball over to David, our newest guest. Hello. David, what is your favorite Johnny Depp movie? Wow. I, I think I have to go with the, the role that got him an Oscar nomination. I, I think I like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a good pick. It's a good one. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's kind of – it's. Yeah, it's an easy one. It's not a, it's not a deep Johnny Depp movie, but uh, hey, I mean, there's there's four iterations of him, so clearly some people like it. <laughs> Why is the twenty five billion dollars can't be wrong? Four and a half iterations. You know what I heard? And this is so off topic. I'm four sorry. and a half. But um, Johnny Depp, he apparently he takes that costume with him like oh. all, all the time. Yeah, he takes that, co- and when he goes like when he's on set, he just he goes to like children's hospitals and puts it on and just does the character for like two hours for children. Oh, that's nice. It's like a really nice thing. Yeah, that's that's. Like almost like George Clooney putting the you know the Batman you know armor on, but George doesn't go to the. He he straps on the nipples. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he goes to children's hospitals with that on to entertain them as Batman. Though. He brings the, so the montage of his uh, butt and uh, you know <laughs> putting on the utility belt. <laughs> I'm gonna throw an easy one too. Favorite Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Go to go to Jordan. What's yours? Go to it. The Rock. I was thinking the same thing. I love The Rock. I think The Rock is great. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a fun one, yeah. Not not Flashdance? That was a close second. It's close, yeah, exactly. Things people forget. Followed by Kangaroo Jack. Things things people forget. Flashdance, Kangaroo Jack, (laughs) Beverly Hills Cop, movies produced by Jim Brooker. White Oleander. White Oleander. (laughs) Here's a a little random tidbit that I just read that... uh, this opening of Lone Ranger, the first Jerry Bruckheimer opening with railroad tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Hmm. So his, his production logo, as seen in the Arrested Development Season 4 <laughs> on the Titan Tower. All right. Abe. Yeah. What is your favorite David uh, – oh, it's not David. William Fickner performance. William Fickner – yeah, William, friend of the show. I'd say all of them because he's a friend of the show. If I had to choose one uh, – I would go with uh, hmm. It's a good one because he, he's uh, he's kind of slimy in this one, but uh, what would I go with? I, I really I really don't see William Fickner beyond like, Dark Knight, Armageddon, yeah. Contact, Black Hawk Down. They're oh, all yeah. Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Equilibrium and Ultraviolet, which is the same that. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, totally forgot about that. We'll go with that. That? 
I like him in Drowning Mona, actually. He's amazing in that movie. Go. What am I thinking? Go is the movie. There he is. Oh, yeah. Go. Virtuosity. Everyone's good in virtuosity. No one's bad in virtuosity, that's for sure. Alright. Aaron. Yo. You're going on an adventure. Who do you choose as your sidekick? Tonto, Robin, Sala, or Short Round? Um, okay, so to clarify, which Robin am I going with? You're going with uh, the original Robin there. The the unfortunate ending Robin. Okay, so not extra crispy. No. Um, I <laughs> I would go... I'd probably go Sala. I, I, I like Sala. Sala seems like he's like a strong ace in the pocket. In the ace in the ace in the pocket. Ace in the hole. And yeah, he's not trying to get <laughs> screen time. I like he. You know, he'd sing. He'd get camels even if I didn't want them. He, His he's son a, would bring you dates, and then like he'd catch them. He'd know, he he'd identifies good and bad dates. Yes, exactly. Wait, that was his son. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was, it was like one of his many sons, wasn't it? Who? That brings India the dates, and then he's like. Bad dates. I thought that was no, just Deep was, Roy or something. Hey, it was, there was a monkey that brought the dates, and the monkey died. <laughs> well, had bad dates. Monkey no, there's a boy that brings the dates, and then the monkey eats one. I don't know. The boy, well, I, don't like, think it was a, I don't think it was a boy. It was just a really small man. Yeah, and he like poisoned the dates. His son didn't uh, poison Indy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess his son was just around then. The Maybe next, next question. <laughs> moving, moving on. Moving on. Abe. Yeah. You've just barged into a room. You're ready to rob the place. How do you announce your presence? Uh, <laughs> I would say, uh, I, I'd, first of all, I'd have Shirani with me. And, uh, and then we, we would both, in our very low-key voices, just say, Everybody, please put your hands in the air. This is a robbery. And then Shirani would start rapping when I'd leave. Uh, and that would be the extent of our bank robbery. Adding adding Shirani to the show notes as well as bad dates to clarify. And yes, bad dates. Yeah, we we totally need that there. Well, you do apparently. <laughs> well, I, I need to find out. I need I need to rewatch uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark there. All right, David. Yes. All right. So you are a fan of horses. I'm just saying that you are. I don't know if you really are. What is a movie in which you really enjoy? <laughs> Way to pose this hypothetical. <laughs> Repeat the question, Moses. So, what is a film in which you enjoy the horse tricks? The horse tricks, like <laughs> yeah. uh, the stunt horse, or like you know, like in Django, where the where he's just like doing horse tricks for no reason at the end of the film. He's showing up. <laughs> that's a, that's actually a really good horse trick. I can't even think of anything else now. Well, uh, I was going film. to ask you uh, live action or animated, but... Uh, oh, I'd accept either or. I think Mulan had a really good horse. I totally <laughs> forgot about the horse in Mulan. I was thinking of uh, the horse in uh, Tangled as well. Oh, yeah. That That's horse a- was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a good... Ma- Maximus. That was a good horse. Yeah. I know good horse, guys, and that was a good horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do hypothetically like horses. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I- I'm glad. I'm glad. Probably because I told you that you did. Yes, I believed you. Though. That's the only reason. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess I'll go to Jordan since it kind of went to you last time. All right, hello. You are in a room with Army Hammer. What do you say to him? Uh, I'm I'm so sorry. People don't know how to direct you in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Except for uh, their, their adventure. I, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I liked your brother in that one movie. <laughs> All right. Um, hmm. Aaron. Yeah. 
What's your yeah. What's your favorite uh, Gorobinsky animal in his films? Is it the mouse from Mouse Hunt, the monkey from the Pirates movies, or Silver from Lone Ranger? Um, we'll get to my thoughts on Lone Ranger, but I did like Silver. He gave a good performance in the movie. I would say I like Silver. He gave a great performance. He gave a great performance. Uh, yeah, it's certainly not the like the dirty green horses that come out of the water in the ring. That's not my answer. I, w- I wouldn't go with that one. <laughs> I was oh, hoping anyone, your answer was the rabbit. Well, I mean, obviously Rango is like Rango seems like a given, so I just yeah. I just yeah. that. No, Are there really any good. animals in um in the Weatherman? <laughs> Were there any animals in that movie? Uh, <laughs> just Michael Caine. Like, <laughs> James Gandolfini in the Mexican. Oh, that's right. I always forget about that movie. Rest in peace, James. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we've sufficiently answered each other's questions and set the tone. So that's how you play. No, everybody. Yay. Let's move on now. Now, quickies. Each week on Out Now, we talk about one movie, but there's always plenty of movies that come out that we generally see during the week, so we have a segment called Out Now Cookies. TM? Where we discuss some of them. TM? (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? I have not. I'm sad-faced. Did you watch anything else? Uh, I didn't really watch anything this week. It was a short week, and I was kind of spending a lot of time in the sun there. It was a short week, so I didn't watch. But you know, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not like the. It's not like you had less hours in the, in the week well, because you yeah. didn't work with, as often. Like, you wouldn't time, watch movies with, at work. With my time off, I was a little bit more out in the sun. Fair enough. I'm, I'm just. I'm just joshing. <laughs> Jordan, any any movies? Um, not really. Uh, oh, I saw. Okay, I saw White House Down in the Heat, and I like both of them. Um. Can we talk about TV shows or is that sure, kind yeah, of... okay? So I watched uh, The Killing, oh. and I loved it. I, I think it's a, a very well written, well acted uh, show. As in this current season, or just in oh general? no, sorry, sorry, seasons uh, one and two on Netflix. Yeah, I, and I watched it because uh, the actress is in uh, World War Z, so I, uh, people have been recommending The Killing. So I finally sat down and watched it, and uh, it's, it's it's actually pretty solid. Glad you enjoyed it. I, I'm mixed on it. I kind of, I kind of, I didn't watch. I haven't started this new season just because I'm like, yeah, oh, I'll wait. Maybe, maybe it works better in watching it in like fast doses as opposed yeah. to like week at a time where it's like, ah, these people are frustrating and sad because it's always dark and raining there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, David, do you see any other movies this week? I did. I went to see World War Z finally. Yeah. Nice. I really liked it. I, I thought Great. it was, you know, I didn't read the book, so I don't know. Uh, what happens there? And people are saying that the book is better, but I really don't care. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was, it it's certainly, as a person that did read the book and was very much like, I don't care about this movie, I was, it's still probably the biggest surprise of the year for me of how good Agreed. it is. Agreed. Yeah, we, we give it pretty positive reviews. Yeah. Good one. Awesome. I also, uh, I also watched the DC Universe's Robot Chicken special. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it has moments. Yeah, that comes out on Blu-ray this week, actually. Oh, yeah, it does. Better get cracking on a review. Yeah. <laughs> i am um, i saw i've watched a number of things many not new but just things that i watched because it was fourth of july weekend and i found loose connections and all these things but um first off um did anyone watch the show the the ricky gervais Stephen merchant show life too short i have seen a few episodes yeah the but um, i didn't see the finale yeah they just released the like the special like the one hour like he did the same thing with like extras and the office where he had like a one hour special the opposite like a two-parter but the, yeah they just had a special and so life too short was never like a series i loved but like the special I watched last night was like really good. It it really kind of it brought good closure to the show without like making it like super happy ending or like super depressing. It was just like it found just the right beats to hit that I thought it was I thought the regular show was actually missing. So mm. for like a show that was only like one season, I, I think it had a good send off. So there. Cool. I've also started watching a show called Rectify, 
And this is a show from the producers of Breaking Bad, and um, it's about this guy who is he was put into prison for some questionable things with this girl that died, uh, like 20 years prior, and then like new evidence came into light, which got him released from jail. So he's just getting out of jail now after 20 years, and it's just about him kind of coming coming back to society. And it's really good. I've I've going got there's only like six episodes in this first season, and I'm only halfway through it, but I'm like I'm really pumped on it. Like it's a really good show. So rectify. That's a that's a cool show. I think it, I'm not sure if it's on streaming yet, but I know it's going to be available on a DVD and Blu-ray pretty soon, and it'll probably be on streaming pretty soon. It was like it was on like I think like Sundance Channel, which generally streams things pretty quickly. So. Hmm. And then just random random stuff. Uh, I watched Hot Rod, Adventureland, <laughs> Cedar Rapids, and Hot Tub Time Machine. So <laughs> three of those are awesome. One of those I was kind of iffy on. Which one? Which one? Hot Rod. You're crazy. Hot Rod? What? Oh, my God. Hot Rod soap. And you just made a Shy Ronnie reference. Oh, my God. Shame on I you. know. I know. So I guess like you need to watch Hot Rod again. Oh, I, I probably will. I, in yeah. a parallel universe. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at it again. And um, in terms of Aaron's gaming corner, I finished The Last of Us the other day. I talked oh. about this two weeks ago, and I finished it. Great game. Recommend easily The Last I of just, Us. I just started that game. Did you? Yeah. Nice. I, I'm I'm in the part where you finally just meet what the package is, and then I was like, oh, I got to go record a podcast. You just got children to mend. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of Out No Cookies. Children of Men. That brings that brings us to the end of Out No Cookies slash Aaron's Gaming Corner. <laughs> TMTM. Thank you. Let's get to some movie trailer talk. Each week in Out Now, Aaron and Abe, we talk about some of the newest trailers and uh, you know our thoughts and when they're when they're hitting us in the theaters. And uh, the first trailer we have is for Runner Runner, and this is a new movie starring Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is a poor college student who who loses all his money in an online poker tournament, and so he he go he go where do he go? He goes to like some island where like the yeah, the, the cow or something. Yeah, okay. Where where the where where this yeah. online gaming services run and to you know try to. Get get at the guy who he thinks cheated him, and it turns out to be Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck like hires him on, and things go from there to dangerous places in the world of online gambling from offshore islands. <laughs> so with all, with those confident words out of the way, Jordan, what did you think of the trailer for Runner Runner? Um, everything about it annoys me, from the title <laughs> to the poster to the to the music they use in the trailer. It looks like it's it's been on the shelf since 1998, and but I just have noticed that it was written by uh, David uh, uh, Koppelman and David, uh, what's his name, L- Levian? Brian Koppelman Le- and David Levian, who wrote, like, wrote Rounders. The, yeah, and, and, like, Ocean, didn't they write, like, the they Ocean's the, movies? The third and, Ocean's movie. Yeah, and those are pretty solid movies. So, you know, that's good news, but it, it looks like that one movie, 21, that came out a few years ago. It does look like 21. I, I did not like that movie at all. Uh, I found it boring. So I'm probably going to see it because I'm a big fan of the two writers, but I'm I'm not going to enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) David, your thoughts? You know, I'm going to have to refrain from saying anything because I have still yet to see it. Oh, oh, okay. Mm. Sorry. All right, Abe. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with Jordan's first half sentiment of everything about the trailer really annoyed me. Um, primarily because, yeah, I, I. You know, I gave Justin Timberlake a chance. I think that he's done, like, maybe like one or two good films. Everything else has been like, meh. Um, and also, everything about it just feels really, uh, like, in-your-face, like, bravado. And 
I don't know. All this stuff seems as though you could probably do it in a in a made for TV movie about some kid just wanting to go to college. I don't know. Put Doogie Hauser in there, and I would love this film. But without it, yeah, it's just every, it, it's every, a boy in the room. Except it's about poker's poker table or poker games. Every time the MPH bomb is dropped, I'm like, he would be good in that role. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I can't deny that this would be good. That said, I kind of agree. I think that. I'm surprised that Ben Affleck chose to be in a movie like this. I, I thought he said that yeah. he would only be in movies that he directed for yeah. now on, for one thing. Yeah. But also, it just seems like this seems like the kind of choice he would make in the 2000s when everybody hated Ben Affleck. So I'm like, why did he choose to do this movie? <laughs> like, I, you already did the epitome of movies when you did Paycheck for the Paycheck. So it's like, why would you run or runner? <laughs> so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is a movie that he's either contractually obligated to be in or he just did set on the shelf for 1998. And they had, you know, the hip star of 1998 and CG'd his face with, with, uh, with Justin Timberlake <laughs> to get, right. more, get it more modern. And they replaced, um, Del- like Skeet Ulrich or something. Yeah, they replaced like that. Skeet Ulrich with obviously Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and they replaced um Delroy Lindo with younger Anthony Mackie. That's yeah. how they go. For a second there I was actually re- almost really excited because I thought that they were uh, gonna cast Dokes as uh, the FBI agent, but it was Surprise, Anthony. Surprise but the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It would be like, Oh wow, Dokes. This is awesome. I will go see this movie, but now it's just Anthony Mackie. I'm like, meh. I don't, I don't, I don't hear my voice till I hear this podcast, but I assume my Dokes impression was spot on, just then. <laughs> Pretty spot. On. I'll, I'll just, imp- I'll just put Dokes in there. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, I'll put that in the show notes too. Sorry, Dokes. Dokes. Uh, Runner, Runner, because since we stopped talking about that movie, it comes out September twenty seventh. Um, so you know, be there or be out or bust. Be there, be there or bust. There you go. Hit got the me. tagline. Got the, t- got the poster tagline. Uh, the next show we're going to talk about is The Counselor. This is the new film from director Ridley Scott, starring a host of people, including Brad Pitt, Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Javier Bardem, John Leguizamo. Ro- Rosie Perez is in this. Oh, my God. What? Just got better. Um, it's written by Cormac McCarthy, who's yeah. a famous author, wrote the, wrote the book uh, No Country for Old Men, of course, The Road, many, right. uh, Blood Meridian, many other things. And he's a screenwriter. I didn't I didn't know he was doing this, so there, I, that took me offhand when I initially saw the trailer. Um, trailer is very, um, very image heavy and not too much on like, Hey, this is what it's about. But I mean, from the teaser we get, well, from IMDb, I get this. A lawyer finds himself in over his head when he gets involved in drug trafficking. So, you know, that happens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, David, did you watch this trailer? No. Okay. I am, uh, sorry. I'm, I didn't know that we were watching trailers. That's all good. Isn't it? Okay. You'll watch him after, out. after our Sterling. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> Start with Abe then. Abe, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I thought that it was really intriguing. It's like 44 seconds long, and it's uh, right. What you said, it's very image heavy. There's not a whole lot of context of what's going on. Um, it certainly is. Uh, it's almost like a serious version of We're the Millers because it's about drug trafficking, and you know. I'm pretty sure there's going to be like a strip scene in there somewhere. Should have tied those trailers together. We should have talked about <laughs> We Are the Millers <laughs> and <laughs> the Counselor. Um. But, you know, I'm intrigued. And, again, the host of the characters and Javier Bardem with Spike Terra from, like, you know, back we'll get in to the that. Uh, I think Smash Jordan has something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Smash Mouth. Anyway. Jordan? Uh, yeah, Javier Bardem. Like, that shot of him, that got me in the seat. I, I'm definitely watching it. And I, I don't think it – from the trailer, it doesn't look that compelling, but it has so much talent behind it that I feel that – they have a few tricks up their sleeve that, that they're going to pull out. One being Javier Bardem's crazy style. 
It's the most, it's the greatest, like, hey, I'm in this movie, guys. Like, it's just the weirdest <laughs> look he gives. Oh, it's, it was like, it was, it was vastly entertaining on my, my end. Uh, yeah, so The Counselor, yeah, we know, know very little about it, but it's a new Ridley Scott film. And the Cormac McCarthy's the yeah. screenwriter, like, these things intrigue me. And I, I, I think I mentioned Michael Fassbender, which just gets me going right there. I mean, that's, yeah, let's do, let's do this. <laughs> Oh, he, he gets you going already. He gets me yeah. going. He gets me going. I'm looking at a Prometheus poster right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the counselor hits theaters. <laughs> it hits theaters October 25th, just in time for Halloween. So there you go. Um, let's move on. Let's get – well, that's it for trailers. Let's get to our main review. Let's get to the film review for The Lone Ranger. Horse says you are a spirit walker. A man who has been to the other side and returned. A man who cannot be killed in battle. Something very wrong with that horse. If we ride together, we ride for justice. Justice is what I seek, Kimosabe. People think you are dead? Better to stay that way. You only wear masks. There'll come a time when good man must wear masks. All right. Let's do this. That should have been some of the trailer for The Lone Ranger. This movie basically reunites all the key players that worked on the first three Pirates films, adds Army Hammer as the lead character, and takes everything to the Old West. Based on the old radio program and popular pulp character of The Lone Ranger, the film stars Hammer as The Lone Ranger, who is joined by Tonto, played by Johnny Depp, in a quest to stop corruption in the wild, wild, wild West. Really, this is more of an origin story, as we have lots of backstory as to how the Lone Ranger came to be and who Tonto is. Lots of Western adventure action occurs over the course of this two-and-a-half-hour feature, so I must ask Jordan, were you happy with another Western from director Gore Verbinski, or should he just have stopped at Rango? Ooh. Rango was a good place to stop. But, okay... I don't really mean that. When watching the movie, I was thinking about when we discussed Django back in December, and someone mentioned how angry a film that was. And I felt the same way about Lone Ranger. Like, it's a really angry film, and Gore Verbinski is obviously very passionate and, and about, about this topic, and he really pushes the injustices that happen to these people in your face. And as a result, it's very tonally inconsistent. And I had a huge problem with that. Like, the last 30 minutes of the movie, it's incredible. It's it's one of the best times I've had this summer. And it's something that I, I have a four-year-old brother, and I would have, like, he would love it. He would love that last, like, action beat. But no way would I bring him to this movie. Like, A, it's too long, too violent, way too violent for what it needs to be. And it it's, it's kind of all over the place. And, oh, sorry, did, did you want to? No, okay. Um and also another movie I thought of was uh, afterwards was The Phantom. How that you know, the the first three minutes it kind of catches you up with the character and then it jumps into the story. That that would have been perfect for the Lone Ranger and it, it kind of worked for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean as well. You don't really get a whole lot of backstory on Jack Sparrow, but it's his like adventure he's going on and you see him and it's fine. And to have this origin story with this Lone Ranger and it just drags and drags and drags and doesn't really go anywhere until the very end and there. are uh, there's this framing device with uh, with Tonto, and it's it's just atrocious. I, I it didn't connect with me at all, and it once again, 
it seems like Gore Verbinski liked the idea, the, the politics that he was incorporating in The Lone Ranger, but he didn't like the character of The Lone Ranger. I think that's apparent with that bookend, which is a slap in the face for the character of Tonto. And The Lone Ranger is depicted as like a buffoon for about 90% of the film. And even the last line, he does his like catchphrase and uh, he's put down. Like Tonto says something like, oh, that's stupid. And it's just not not necessary. You, you just had this incredible action sequence. And now you're saying, oh, but, you know, it, in the end, it is stupid, guys. And just embrace the character if you're going to make this movie. And I, I think that the Lone Ranger was just not the right vessel for him to, to, uh, um, sorry, uh, uh, in, incorporate these ideas that, that he wanted to, to, to place upon the, his audience. Good, uh, good phantom call. Um, David, your thoughts? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I had a really hard time thinking of the right words for this movie because there is a, a kind of a, a good movie in there. I feel like Gore is a really good, talented filmmaker. He's passionate. The shots look great. The production value is through the roof, and you can it te- you can tell. But I feel like the story that they're trying to tell is just not the right story. And uh, yeah, you know, the framing of Tonto with this little kid just kind of like, oh yeah, here's my old adventures. I really didn't like that at all. It didn't, and it was distracting. Because you're watching the movie and then you kind of pull out of it and then you kind of go scratch your head and like, wait a minute, why why are we go coming out of the story again with this little kid in Tonto, which is in 1933 San Francisco? He's kind of retelling this flashback story of Lone Ranger, and I, I did not like that at all. I really wish he just kind of tr- played this for real and treated it like it was one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and just made it fun, you know and uh, I, I feel like it was just really dark for, and I think a lot of critics, they might just be really critical of this movie because it is Disney and they kind of want something a little bit more wholesome. I'm not sure if that's Disney's own, you know, like their own downfall in a way, but uh, it is a really dark movie. And I think the the quicker they got Lone Ranger with Tonto to be Lone Ranger and Tonto, then the better this movie would have been. I think they took too long to get there. And that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of my thoughts right now. Cool. Abe? Uh, it certainly is a mixed bag, and I, I don't mean that in, like, the best sense of the way. It's, um, like what Jed Jordan said, it kind of beats you over the head with some social commentary uh, that you never really escape uh, throughout the film. And then it does start off with this origin story that is very, it's very dark. Uh, it kind of goes into these dark places, especially with uh, some death and peril um, certainly not for children, especially like a, a heart eating scene, apparently. Um, and then it moves into like some lighthearted territory. But the, the key character, the Lone Ranger, never really gets established until very much later into the film. It's really like a movie about Tonto, who is really keeping you in the film because he's the one that they go back to uh, every so often because it's kind of told out of, uh, out of unit or out of order. And, um, and it's even Tonto's back end story because they they tell you about him, um, and I, I really didn't like it because it, it's very long and uh, a lot of the the pieces could have been cut out, uh, especially with some of uh, uh, I think his name is Dan uh, Dan's you know family uh, yeah. issues um, that really could have been 
excised from the film and you would have had a maybe not so much a cleaner film, but it would have just felt more smooth. Um, obviously, you can really tell who the villains are primarily just because when they pop up on the screen, you're going to be like, that guy is clearly a villain. Uh, but other than that, it's, it, you know, I did get lost in it in terms of, hey, this is a fun adventure story. Um, at some points, I didn't like how they were kind of pulling back. It almost felt as though, yeah, sure, they're they're the little boy who is in this museum in 1933 San Francisco is kind of acting as the audience as to, um, you know, the questions that the audience might present. But at the same time, they also felt kind of cheap and kind of, um, uh, what's the word, I guess, just uh, uh, inefficient, I guess, in, in the way that they're telling a story because maybe they just don't want to go back and shoot these things. I, I, I heard that this was having some production trouble, but um, it's almost as if, like, well, why would we do this? Well, well, we'll do it, and we'll just have the boy question Tonto as to why this is happening, and we'll we'll figure it all out. Um, so on the whole, it's 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 quite long. Um, some of the source commentary is uh, probably going to be over the head of uh, a lot of people, and again, it's not so much a Lone Ranger story. It's not as though I would want to see more of this character. Um, I really don't want to see more of this character. If they had made it i don't know how they would make it better because i'm not familiar with the the source material but it certainly could have been um a cleaner more fun just summer action movie uh action adventure movie instead of something that you know we should all be very upset about uh you know white people taking uh uh the lands of the native americans i'll put out some trivia for you 1933 is also the year that the lone ranger character debuted on radio ah. Um, so that's where the framing device comes from. But, um, so I think you guys know, and people that like listen to the podcast and know the other podcasts, I think I was probably the most like excited for this movie this summer. Um, just cause I just have a lot of faith in Gore Verbinski as a director. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I like the, I like, I like the pirates sequels, not counting the fourth one, just, you know, the Gore Verbinski directed ones and just what, what he and Johnny Depp, like I think Gore Verbinski and Johnny Depp are better teaming than Tim Burton these days. And so, yeah, it is a shame that I'm also, I have to agree with all you guys that it's just not very good. It's not a good movie overall, despite having so many good things in it. There is so much potential here to make a very, a, a solid two hour at most Lone Ranger adventure movie, but instead it's this two and a half hour slog through backstory that I just don't care about. This framing device that's really awkward. The, the, yeah, the inconsistent tone, which shifts from, from heart eat, there's more gore in this movie than World War Z. There's more oh, human eating. There's more human eating human in this movie than World War Z, and <laughs> that's not the Lone Ranger movie I think I want to see. Nor do parents. And like, good job getting a PG-13. But my God, like, I you think Lone Ranger? You think like you know the Lone Ranger and Tonto hanging out, digging on like Western bad folk on horseback and jumping off carriages and stuff. This movie has. Just all kinds of it's so it's so violent. It, mm-hmm. it's, and it's like not something I normally complain about, but this is a Disney Fourth of July action adventure movie right. with Johnny Depp making funny faces. Like that's not the movie that I also need to see William Fickner, who's great in his movie as a villain. He's badass. He is. He's great, but like I don't need to see him like gun down a bunch of rangers, get close to Lone Ranger's brother, and just cut him out and eat the pieces inside of him. Like, that's not the movie I wanted to see. Right. And even if that was the movie I got, that's not that shouldn't be this movie. That should be some other movie, which it seems like Gore Verbinski wanted to make. That's something that became clear to me after watching this movie. Like, I feel like and having learned some things about, like, he wasn't the original, he wasn't the, he was, it's not like Gore Verbinski went to Disney saying he wanted to make this movie. He was brought on to make this movie, and it feels very apparent. Like, I feel like he did Rango, he wanted to do Rango, and he yeah. went, when he did the Pirates movies, 
he may have he might have been hired onto the first one, but the second two, he tried some really ambitious things in those sequels. Regardless of how well they're you know taken in by a lot of audiences, I I think there's a lot to admire about what he did with those sequels as opposed to just making like the same movie again. And the Lone Ranger doesn't feel that way. It feels like he tried to bring in a lot of things to get around the fact that he just doesn't really care about the Lone Ranger. He cares about Tonto. He cares about a lot of things going on in the Old West. But it doesn't seem like he wanted to make a fun Lone Ranger movie. He wanted to make this other movie that had all this stuff going on. And that seems very clear to me. So what I'm left with is just a lot of really – I mean the production values are great. The budget's on screen. I see it. It's certainly a costly movie. Um, It – it it had like yeah like Jordan said the last thirty minutes of the movie with the train chase battle horseback riding action with Barry Pepper and William Fickner <laughs> and Johnny Depp and Army Amber that's so much fun that is the movie I wanted to see if there was two hours of that movie that'd be great like that was and it even has like some, there's some great humor in moments but then yeah you get to these jarring shifts of the framing device again or the violence or the backstory they don't care about with Lone Ranger's long his estranged girlfriend slash brother's ex-wife. Like, it's just... And <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter, who is great as she is, and glad she has this great gimmicky leg that she has. You could take all of her scenes out, and there would be no impact on the story. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I was just saying that how much of this is the writers? Because I feel like, you know, the heart-eating... That sounds like a lot of stuff that you would see in Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. And it's all this mystical elements that they're trying to bring in, and this Wendigo kind of aspect of the villain where he eats pieces of people and he becomes more like them and mm-hmm. i'm just wondering you know how much of this is gore and how much of it is the writers yeah it's just that there it's at their hands too and i mean yeah they did write all three all four pirates movies and this movie and so i mean I, obviously i think gore's trying to make the he's trying to make the best out of what he has even though i think his sensibilities led him down a, a, a more batman returns path than a batman forever path if i want to you know use examples of lighthearted versus more dark but yeah, I mean, certainly, yeah, Ted, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, like they, they brought all, they tried to, just like they brought a lot of, you know, pirate lore into their movies, they brought a lot of kind of Western lore and, you know, uh, Native American Indian lore into this movie, tried to, you know, add that whole mysticism element and, you know, the Wendigo thing. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of people to blame. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually kind of really into that supernatural element of, oh, this is like a Wendigo, he's like, and it, it kind agree. of hints yeah. at that, you know, with like, why does William Fickner's character have to, you know, n- n- nosh on people? And uh, and you kind of get the sense with with Helen Bottom Carter that there could have been more that they wrote for her um, because that was a pretty interesting story. Um, and then they kind of have that zoom out or that that shot of her with the leg, and then you you realize that she was once a ballerina, and then she also hates, you know, uh, William Fickner's character, and you, it well, just I, doesn't really I, go anywhere. Yeah, but I also I feel like I get her. Regardless, I mean, she's just she's just not necessary. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I, I think I, I think that, that I think she's she's wasted though. With I, yeah, I would say she's wasted just because she doesn't have much to do. But I feel like I also like in terms of understanding the character, I get it. It's just, do we need it? That's the question I have. True. True. I wonder if the um like cannibalism of the movie was a holdover from like the original script that had to do with werewolves. Yeah, right. Yeah, because there was a. That was part of the production issue where they they tried to get the budget down and to do that there was something involving werewolves that they mm-hmm. had to get rid of in this plot. Yeah, which then would make sense with like the silver bullet and how there's so much attention yes, paid. Yes, yes. The silver <laughs> bullet and also movie. like the the whole entire like Wendigo and himself like you know that's like an old horror story that you can read about from mm-hmm. Alvin Schwartz's scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder what like because surely I mean. It's a big production. It's a bit, it's the Disney tentpole movie in terms of like their action, like let's get everybody in to see this movie. We'll talk about how it did at the box office later. Um, but 
I mean, you'd think Disney was kind of like looking at this and thinking like, all right, we got a surefire hit there, unless they're just only showing them like Donnie, Johnny, Donnie Jeff, Johnny Jeff <laughs> making, <laughs> making funny faces into the cameras like, yep, this is what we like. Let's do this. Keep going. I'll, be, I'll see you later, guys. Right. Like, that's what uh, mm-hmm. That could have been, yeah, I mean, been what they did. I mean, a lot of it you have to think about, like, these same people made Pirates of the Caribbean, and they made so much money, and Gore Verbinski just won an Oscar for for Rango. Yep. They're probably just kind of going, yeah, these guys are solid gold right now. We're not going to touch them. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure there's a lot of that going on, too. And that's like yeah. that's, that was my thoughts on the movie just from an outside perspective. I was same like, here. I like these people. I like the movies that they make, so i expecting goodness from this. And as much, again... I do like a lot of this movie. There's a lot of good things I could talk about. Now, well, let's get into that. I think right. Johnny Depp's very good in this movie. Agreed. There's my brother's fist. Eyes cut by the bullets that killed him. From the great beyond, he will protect you. And the ones you love. You want me to wear a mask? The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. Better to stay that way. All right. But if we ride together, it's to bring these men to justice in a court of law. Is that understood? Justice is what I seek, Kimosabe. I I think he has. I bring even in the flashback scene, or the, the sorry, the, the the wraparound scenes where he's playing Dustin Hoffman a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he brings a lot of path. You like. The second he opens his eye, the second he starts talking to the kid, I got it. Like, I see mm-hmm. the, I, there's a lot of pathos there. Like, I see the emotion in his eyes where it's like, I don't know where this story is going, but I see, like, he doesn't have his friend anymore. And he has to relate this story to some kid that reminds him of that. And there's, like, there's some emotion there. It's something similar I found in Alice in Wonderland, as much as I dislike that movie. There's, John, I mean, no one's going to deny that Johnny Depp's not a good actor. And I think he brings that to this performance. I think he's... He's not just doing Captain Jack Sparrow in, in red face. You know? <laughs> he, he's he's playing a legitimately different character. Sorry, <laughs> that's uh, but right. And I feel like, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Oh, it's just it's like Johnny Depp is being a, an executive producer on this. I think he has a lot of pull and he, he has a lot of passion for it. And he definitely is trying to put his heart in the right place for this role, and I do admire that. But was that wraparound necessary at all in this picture at all? I mean, it just it just seems like so excessive. Yeah, I, I, I do think that, yeah, it, it, it tends to be a little excessive. I did enjoy it, though, just because it kind of, like, uh, it kind of explains some – it fills in some gaps. But at the same time, again, if you wrote a tighter script, you wouldn't need that. Um, yeah, take it, but, take it on its own. I did enjoy those scenes, but yeah, as a, watching the movie and being like, "Hey, we're really going, we're pulled back out to this again." Like yeah. you're like, and, it also I, ruins. Well, I mean, they probably won't do a sequel. Well, if they do, but uh, it ruins any sequels as well. I mean, well, I mean, there's, even there's certainly when, further, or by the time it ends, there's certainly further adventures we can watch. Well, yeah, you know, but it's going to move back into like TV part series, two right? and have it end on a lighter note. You still think, oh, wait, but he just ends as this carnival attraction in his, in his yeah. twilight years. OK, so it's not happy at all. <laughs> Let's not question the logic of why there's an old man standing in this museum where they presumably know that they don't have this exhibit. But 
you know, you're right about Johnny Depp because I, I did enjoy his character. I did enjoy his performance because he basically just kept me in the whole entire film. Um, some of the things I enjoyed, I enjoyed the score um, oh, of this yeah. film. Hans Zimmer's score mm-hmm. was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was really like, uh, you know, there's some sad elements to it. There's like some fun elements to it. But it's it's kind of more of a memorable score from this past summer, I, I would say. Um, another thing is also, like, I enjoyed like the cinematography. I enjoyed the setting. Um, you know, this is like a canyon that's like 40 acres, like just of no man's land, and we've got to go traverse through there, and it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, you're kind of breaching the moment. It has it has those kind of John Ford vistas going on. It has Gore Verbinski's sense of art direction, which I think mm-hmm. is very apparent in all of his right. movies, even The Weatherman, for example. Like, I mean, he he knows how to he knows how to fill every frame with something interesting, in the same way that loose example Wes Anderson always fills the frame with something there's always something going on in his fr- in on its screen and like Gorvaminsky from a, like a big budget perspective he knows how to do that as well and that's something I find interesting it finds it it feels like a world that's being lived in and not just a world Agreed. that's being presented to you very shining shiny and clean so. and he he directs action and shoots action really well because yes. again what what Jordan had alluded to those last scenes where you know Barry Pepper is shooting up a train car and Johnny Depp is walking vicariously on a ladder <laughs> it looks excellent yeah, it's like, still like buster keaton-ish yeah it's fun yeah, it really is it's the it's the movie i wanted to see all mm-hmm. of that i mean just in terms of tone in terms of the excitement you're having that's that's exactly what the movie i was hoping to get and i just wish there was more of that i mean there are other there are other set pieces too the early on train set piece is a lot of fun mm-hmm. the um I'm trying to think of the the incredibly violent Indian battle that goes on in this movie, oh but there there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff with the horses. I mean, there's uh, it's it's just it, yeah from a from an action direction standpoint, yeah, the it movie really nails those scenes. And there are some clever things done with with time and how sequences play out uh, before the big climax that I I really enjoyed as well. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to love about this movie. It's just yeah, but they just come in pockets. Yeah, Army Hammer. I think it's. Uh, I just want to say, Army Hammer. He's all right. I um, he yeah. no, he's just not much. I mean, the move. I think the movie doesn't give him a whole lot to do besides just like, oh, my brother died. But like, fall in love and fall in love with yeah, refall in love with the romance. Refall in love with Ruth Wilson, who's also just not. She's not interesting. She's just damsel person. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's no, he's no like Taylor Kitsch and John Carter, who I liked. I mean, he knows how to. He he did a better job of, of having fun making fun of himself in that movie than I'd say Army <laughs> Hammer did. He's just buffoonish without yeah. Buffoonish is, buffoonish is a good word. Buffoonish without having as much charisma. But I think he's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, he he's suitable and he's he's fine. He's just not. He didn't he didn't blow me. Away. I don't walk away from Lone Ranger talking about Army Hammer. I talk about <laughs> everything else. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It, it's certainly a matter of like you know I, I'm pretty sure that he's a charismatic guy, but it just doesn't come across in this one again it doesn't really feel like a lone ranger film it feels like a tonto film which mm. i have no problem but the movie is called the lone ranger um so it, you know you think about army hammer and his roles and he's i think he's a pretty good actor uh it's just i don't know maybe they just uh they went too long with his origin story and the buffoonery of it is just way too long like he doesn't really pick up like the mantle of being the lone ranger until again, like the last action sequence where he's starting to believe in himself, and he's like, "I am the Lone Ranger," kind of thing. It's really like, "I'm the Lone Ranger," um, and then all this buffoonery of like, he doesn't know how to handle a gun, and he doesn't really know how to ride a horse. He doesn't really believe make in himself. No difference. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna go with like the law because the law is correct, and I don't believe in superstition. And then all of a sudden, it's like it becomes very campy at the end. <laughs> 
I can't say I'm like. I mean, I'm looking at <laughs> Army Hammer's filmography. I mean, I'm sure he's he's going on to brighter things. Obviously, he's getting his name out there because he's you know headlining a Lone Ranger movie. But I mean, I really liked him in the Social Network. Mm-hmm. I can't say I loved him in J. Edgar. Like no. it was, and uh, I didn't, mirror, mirror. I didn't see Mirror Mirror. 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 So it's like this movie's. If hey, this is like you know, this is his big starring movie that's supposed to launch him into the stratosphere. I just, I, I I'm hoping to see more, you know, Army Hammer that I enjoy. <laughs> and it's safe to say that Johnny Depp will not be wearing his Tonto costume to to hospitals. No, visits <laughs> children. Hi, kids. I'm Death. <laughs> Kids, me Johnny, you kids, you sick? <laughs> Let me feed my crow. <laughs> this is my crow. Um, and I was reading some interviews with uh, with Johnny Depp, and he he really wanted to make this more of a not a sidekick Tonto. He wanted it to be an equal billing, although he has top billing in this. Yeah, and so I think that like, it's Johnny Depp, the Lone Ranger, <laughs> then everybody else. Like, yes, <laughs> and so I think yeah, what we're, we're saying is that Lone Ranger is kind of like the backstory is like we're the secondary guy in this and that's kind of explains it all right there mm-hmm. um in turn for talking about tonto just to bring this up a bit does anyone have an issue with the idea of joni De- uh, joni joni De- <laughs> joni jet <laughs> the heartbreaker um <laughs> did anyone have a problem with johnny depp like as tonto as this indian care as this native american character any thoughts on that i liked him i i, I didn't yeah, I I don't I don't have a real issue with that either. I remember like it kind of brings me back to just the question that you had asked when we watched um, Cloud Atlas. Like, Abe, you're Asian. Were you offended by this? Not really, because it's a movie. That's that is you know where I was going. I, I was thinking about that actually when I asked you that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as uh, you know, I, I've read a lot of uh, I've been following a lot of this uh, this kind of outside journalism about race and in movies and everything and a lot of native americans kind of i mean johnny depp claims to be he does he has some native american blood and uh, but then some others native americans are just kind of like why isn't he the lone ranger and he she could find like a 100 percent native american to play tonto and i i really kind of shrug and it's like yeah that would have been cool i would have watched that but uh that's not kind of how hollywood works right now It could have been the, oh, the yeah. re-rise of Lou Diamond Phillips, yeah. Adam Beach, Lou yeah. Diamond Phillips, mm-hmm. very old Tonto, played by Wes Studi. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, isn't uh, Lou Diamond Phillips? Isn't he part Filipino? He's he's like he's like one third Native American, maybe, and like the other part's like Hispanic, and then I consider Lou like, Diamond uh, Phillips the melting pot of acting. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely could see Adam Beach doing it. I mean, because I think that you you would recognize him. Um, from his past works, it's just more of like I, I didn't really have a huge issue with it. Who played? Who, yeah. played, who played Geronimo? Wasn't that, one? Wasn't that West Duty? Didn't West Duty play him? Oh no, I could be wrong. No, because that was like the same time as Last of the Mohicans, and he was on. He was the same age then. Oh, wait. Chuck Connors. Who's Chuck Connors? Chuck Connors. Adam West was in that movie too. Let's see. When did Geronimo come out? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did want to say that uh, James Badge Dale. It's, it's ironic that Barry Pepper is in this movie yeah. because I was like, he's having a Barry Pepper-like rise to stardom um, because right. he was Iron Man 3, he was also in World War II, and then he's in this movie, even though he's you know he's not really in all those films for very long, it's like, you're starting to see more of this guy, and if you saw him, if you remember him in, like, uh, The Departed, or if you remember him in, uh, uh, what's the movie with Michael Fassbender? Um, Shame. Shame, yeah. 
You know, he he's having like a huge year this year. Uh, the and gray too. He has a great. Oh, he was in the gray. gray? His, his death scene. Yeah, he's the one Liam Neeson talks to when he's dying. Oh, that's him. That's uh, him. Yeah, James Vanjil. Brutal. I, I, I like him, and yeah, he's knocked. He's been, you know, I liked him in this movie too. He was very, you know, very. I liked him in this movie. Yeah, very sympathetic for this character. Yeah, um, he did a really good job. Although I, 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 he was, he bugged me in Iron Man three, but he's great in this one. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, he's, yeah, he doesn't like it with a shaved head. <laughs> he was just his. I called him choose too much or something. He was just always smacking. <laughs> yeah, he's always something. doing that. Is that his Indian name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. West Duty did play Geronimo, by the way. West Duty, okay. You like this vague racism that I'm slowly <laughs> injecting? Aaron and Abe don't condone racism. The, the black Jew and the Asian are fine. Yeah. <laughs> All races. I mean, we just You're called... Evil. Lou Diamond Phillips is the melting pot of American acting. <laughs> um, any, so other, any other thoughts on uh, The Lone Ranger before we wrap up here? Nah. Yeah, okay. Let's just go to it then. Let's get to our rating. Each week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see. Actually, last, last thought. I'm glad this movie wasn't in 3D. Regardless of oh, the movie, yeah. I'm so happy oh, that Gore Verbinski like put his foot down and was like, you know what? Let's just do this regular. Let's do this, you know, <laughs> widescreen 2D. Let's have, let's knock it out. Anyway, each week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. Jordan Grout, on that scale, where would you put the Lone Ranger? Oh, matinee. I went to a matinee and it was fine. I wasn't angry when I left. You get to see uh, those werewolf rabbits on the big screen. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Oh, my <laughs> can, God. can we talk about that? That was that was yeah. bizarre. But... That was bizarre. <laughs> once, once again, I think it was a holdover from the the first draft or an earlier draft. <laughs> and they somehow still spent the money on the animatics and computer <laughs> effects involved yeah. to make werewolf rabbits. Yeah, I think that's all Verbinski right there. Uh, David, your thought, your uh, rating? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I would definitely. It's it's a spectacle. So the last act of the movie is really great, and I would kind of pay to see that for a matinee too. So do matinee and then go drinking afterwards. There you go. <laughs> At the old saloon, get some sarsaparilla. Yeah, yeah, right. Or some wake up juice. <laughs> Abe, is that what Doc? Is that what Doc Brown drinks? In? That's what Doc Brown drinks. Nice. Yeah, Johnny. He still just hold. <laughs> um, I was kind of hovering between uh, Dollar Theater and Netflix. I think I'm gonna go with Netflix primarily because it's just really long. I don't think that you'd really enjoy it. I mean, even for like a couple of dollars, you might. But it, it, you do need, you should see it because it kind of gets. Not you should see it, but. If you do see it, you should check it out on the big screen maybe later because it's fun. It kind of it can be an ed- an adventure movie if you kind of let yourself go into it. But it's just not really. I don't think it's really that. I would tell people to just hold off and Netflix it. I'm pretty much with you. I'd say Dollar Theater just because I do think there is enough spectacle in this film where I'm like a big screen would be suitable for it. So yeah, I'd, right. I'd say Dollar Theater. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a review for the Lone Ranger. Let's do a little movie callback. 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 This is where we talk about, we bring up just a few films that we might have thought of while watching or after in thoughts and regarding to the Lone Ranger. Uh, Jordan, any thoughts you thought of? Uh, just The Phantom, really, that was it. It's a good call, Billy Zane. Yeah, I love that movie. That's a good, a good adventure flick. Mm-hmm. Better tone. Oh, yeah. Uh, David? I kind of uh, thought of Return to Oz, or not not Return to Oz, Oz, the way that it starts in a, you know, like a carnival oh. thing. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. I was yeah, just I like, is he gonna get blown away? Or <laughs> <laughs> Abe, uh, I thought of Burt Wonderstone. 
because uh, the kid is is in Bert Werner's <laughs> the, the little boy who's who's listening to Tonto's story. He's young Burt Wonderstone. I was like, hey, that's cool. I, think I like that kid. That's number three on uh, Marcus Robinson's top ten of the year so far. <laughs> Actually, he just put that up. He, 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 I sent him – yeah, you got the message too. I sent him a good message regarding um, Beast of the Southern Wild. Yeah, happy, happy fourth from Happy Hush fourth Puppy. from Hush Puppy. I, I put that <laughs> on his wall. <laughs> oh, we love you, Marcus. We love yeah. you. Look forward to having you back on the show. I, uh, I also thought of uh, John Carter, um, you know, Django Unchained because of the horse tricks. And back to the future part three. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought of a lot of those. Rango came to mind. Rango, Pir- yeah. Pirates, obviously. John Carter, I thought of too. Uh, Wild Wild West came to mind. Wild, oh my gosh! Wicked Wicked Wild, Wicked Wild. Classic. Wicked Wicked Wild Wild. Uh, Legend of Zorro came to mind because there's the last the last action scene in that movie, which is not very good. Uh, it's 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 not bad. The movie's just terrible. But the last action scene is very similar to the last action scene in the in the Lone Ranger. And I thought of Dead Man, Jim Jarmusch's film, which starred jo- Johnny Depp. Very similar character that Tonto is to the character of De- of Dead Man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, recommend. That's a trippy. I like Jim Jarmusch's style. I like that cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was movie callback. Call back, call back, call back. Uh, let's, uh, let's get in a word from our sponsors here. Let me put this one out here. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you listeners of the, the listeners of the Out, out Now of Aaron and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I have a recommendation this week in honor of The Lone Ranger. We have The Lone Ranger Rides by Fran oh. Stricker. The, life, the lifeless bodies of Texas Rangers lay scattered on the floor of Bryant's Gap. One man wounded and left for the buzzards comes back to consciousness and vows to bring the killers to justice. Now known as only as The Lone Ranger, this man... His steadfast horse silver and trusted friend Tonto, Kimosabi, set out to bring <laughs> justice to the men who ambushed him and his fellow rangers. That's the Lone Ranger Rides. That's available on audible.com, and you can download that book for free or many of other, any other choices. Any other at, titles. At other titles, thank you. At audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast for your free audiobook. Everyone wins. You can delete your account literally right after you download an audiobook. Keep that book. And Abe and I still get the credit for it. Like, who, who loses? <laughs> so there you go. Well, maybe some of the authors. The, what you get? Because you, you didn't read their book. You, you, you didn't read the book. <laughs> no, because you didn't read the other people's books. Oftentimes, yeah. the authors narrate them on the audiobooks. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show here. Let's get to let's get to um, uh, some out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Each week and out now, we put a lot of uh, questions on the old Facebook page and Twitter and wherever else you might want to, you know. Find emails, what have you, and uh, ask some questions, get some responses from listeners. So let's uh, let's just get that going here. I'm going to start this off. I asked on Independence Day. I asked favorite patriotic movie, and we had from Philip Saving Private Ryan and Taking Chance, and then from Robert James, run of the show. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Can't call yourself an American until you've seen it. <laughs> so for all you non-international listeners, check out Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That is quite a good movie. Mm. I said that right. Don't say I didn't. <laughs> We also asked, uh, who are your favorite sidekick characters in relation to the Lone Ranger? Uh, Jason wrote Rob Schneider from Judge Dredd. It's also Spaghetti Robots. Uh, check out our commentary for that. Uh, JK. Uh, does that mean just kidding? That means just kidding, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrote Harley Quinn, uh, obviously from Joker. Yeah. Uh, Philip wrote Sam Wem- uh, Samwise Gamgee. 
Stephen wrote, Arthur from the Tick. Spoon! <laughs> Joe Jans wrote, Judge Reinhold from Beverly Hills Cop. I feel like I should just leave the Spoon show note in there every week these days. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also asked, uh, what's everyone been watching lately? Joe Jans wrote, uh, he just saw Disciple Me 2 when he said it's not bad. He liked it better than the first one. And he's also been watching uh, and researching episodes of Moonlighting and Worst Week with Kyle Bornheimer. And Philip wrote The Raid Redemption, which Aaron and I both highly recommend. Good movie. Yeah. Jordan would recommend uh, that, too, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pontypool and Gattaca. Pontypool is a cool movie. That's a good one. That's on streaming, I think. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have Favorite Movie Horse. <laughs> I was curious if that was a thing. It is. I just was blanking at the time. Uh, Jason put Mr. Ed. Scratch that. War Horse. Jerry <laughs> has Black Beauty. Robert James has a ton of answers. He has Roy Rogers and Trigger. The Lone Ranger and Silver, Tonto and Scout, Gene Autry and Champion, the Suede Back Horse in those old Little Rascals episodes, Elizabeth Taylor and Velvet Gandalf, all right, and, Shad and Shadow, and facts. Shadow facts. facts, never ending story. His favorite, the unbelievable horse in Laurel and Hardy's hysterical Wrong Again. Robert James, he's a he's essentially a film historian at that point. So yeah, that's a, yeah. Just a he's been it. on the show. He wrote a book. Been on the show. He wrote a book. Who won? Available on Amazon's good book. Sea Biscuit, uh, Philip Lart, the Black Scallion, Flicka, Black Beauty, just naming horses. Pegasus in the Clash of the Titans, the horses in the chariot races at Ben Hur. The white ones are all named after the stars. Interesting. Yeah, Bullseye true. from Toy Story, the horse of a different color from Wizard of Oz. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Scott has does Groucho marks and horse feathers count? I like that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Patrick Butler he put Ty, War Horse, and Hidalgo. Starring racing stripes. <laughs> That's a zebra, right. Jordan. <laughs> but it wanted to be a horse, and at the end, it pretty much was. Yeah, is that what happened? Is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for writing in. That was out now. Feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We always like putting uh, putting in uh, putting in questions on the old Facebook, Twitter page, wherever, and, you know, letting people respond however they will. So, you know, it's all, I'm sure listeners like to you know, hear their answers on the air, so that's why we do it. There you go. Let's get to box office. Each week we go over the box office totals for the week and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. And uh, last week, yeah, we predicted for the Lone Ranger. I, you weren't around when we did I that part around. of the show, right? Yeah. But um, so I said it would do second. I would be, I thought it around second place of forty-three million. Christian Spicer put first place of thirty-eight, and we're counting like for three-day totals, not like the entire five-day weekend. Uh, and Brandon Peters, he put Despicable Me at first place of forty-six million. We're recording this a little bit earlier than normal, so we don't even have exact stats on the box office. But as of now, as of Friday, uh, the loan since Friday, the Lone Ranger took in thirty million dollars. So, but in extrapolating and going by friend of the show Scott Mendelson's predictions, he thinks Lone Ranger's uh, Friday the Sunday is gonna gonna be in, in the high thirties, forties, maybe fifty at most kind of range. <laughs> It's a wide range. It's a wide range, but I think in the 40s, in the it's it's. I'll say this: it's underperforming compared to what the right. hope would be. It would probably be in the 40s. Despicable Me Too is running away with it. It's going to have. It, really it has like 89 million right now. It's going to have something around like 130 something by the end of this weekend total, and you know, good like 100 and whatever <laughs> in change for the three day weekend total. So I mean, yeah, lots of lots. Lots of money went to Despicable Me 2. Not so much went to Lone Ranger. 
Jordan and I were going over the summer wager earlier, and there's certainly some certainly some interesting shakeups going yeah, on in that uh, area. <laughs> so yeah. excited to get back to that when we do that in the uh, in around Labor Day. The fall, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is happening. The Heat's making money still. It's in third place currently. Monsters University's going, you know, going bananas. I don't know why I said that, but I did. <laughs> World War Z still doing well. I'm happy about Great. that. What? <laughs> White House Down is sadly not doing as well as it needs to. Oh, my God. It's in sixth place, and people just they just didn't want to see Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx stop terrorists because they're not American. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> um, yeah, and what else? Kevin Hart's new movie opened this week, and for being made for what I assume is like $3 in the emission fees for his concert, <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's pretty at distribution costs. I'm pretty sure he's happy with, with the amount of money that's making because he's doing pretty well. And just to shout this out, not that it's in the top ten, but the way, way back opened this weekend to limited theaters and will spread wider. I saw this movie back in April. I really liked it, the way, way back. This is with uh, Sam Rockwell, Steve Carell, Allison Janney, Amanda Pete, Tony Collette, a lot of people. Fun coming-of-age story. I really enjoyed it. I have some interviews actually posted about it on com, and it's opened, and it's doing pretty well for its, you know, like, it's in, like, 20, less than 20 theaters, I think. So that one spreads wider, and I'm... Looking forward to getting, having more people to check that one out. I think Maxwell, friend of the show, saw it last night. He loved it. So there you go. Uh, let's see. That's box office. I think it's uh, – what time is it? Oh, Aaron, is it, uh, is it time for a game? I love it. That's, of course, no, the improv theme for yeah, games. It's very Lonely Rangery. And and I, I noticed that I said game this week instead of plural. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, <laughs> listeners, for everyone excited. If, if, if anyone encountered this grammatic issue, <laughs> be, be assured that we're only playing one game and not two. All right, so I've got this game called Lone Rangers. Uh, it's uh, characters and films uh, which have rangers in them. Uh, it's got nine questions, and the tenth is actually an interactive thing. It's going to be uh, – I'll, I'll get to number ten uh, in a second here. But um, – Whoever has the answer, feel free to shout it out. I'm super excited for number ten, by the way. Go on. <laughs> yeah, uh, feel free to shout it out if you if you know it before I, I finish the question. Feel free. Um, obviously, you only get one guess, so if you guess wrong once, you're you're done for this question. I'm, I'm um, physically pushing Jordan's head away from the mic right now, so I can do better awesome. than him at this no. game. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Number one. It must get pretty lonely when your elf girlfriend is away and you're on a long journey with a bunch of dudes. The Strider. That is correct. Aragorn. There you go. All right. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Crushed it. Yeah. All right. Number two. Uh, it's from film and television, I should say. Uh, don't commit crimes in Texas if you don't want a foot in your ass. Hmm. Uh, Lone Star? <laughs> <laughs> don't commit crimes in Texas if you don't want a foot in your ass. From this karate black belt holding the Texas. The way? Texas, Texas Ranger. Walker, Texas Walker. Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger. I'm going to split that one. David's going to get a point, oh, okay. and so is Aaron. I'm going to split it, because David did get it correct. All right. Number three. Before fighting with these teenagers with attitude, he was fighting against them. Before fighting with these teenagers with attitude, he was fighting against them. The, Texas Rangers. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, the Green Ranger from Power Rangers. That is correct. <laughs> what? Tommy? What? Tommy? Tommy Green Ranger. He was he was fighting because, you know, uh, Zordon asked for teenagers with attitude to become a I don't a think power. we need the minutiae on this. <laughs> but I'm, right. pre I'm pretty sure Ranger in the title is something that's key in this game. 
All right, moving on. Moving on. All right, number four. <laughs> number four. If he really wanted to uh, please his father, he probably shouldn't have thrown that rock at the baboon that has evolved to kill him. You got it. Jordan, I see your face. You got it. I know what it is. You got it? I, I forgot his... Um... Yeah, but not not cipher rage. It's uh, it's, you're uh, you're on the right track. Oh man, Katai. Oh Katai. Oh, I can't believe. I'll, I'll oh, give that. I'll give that to you, Jordan. I'll give that to you. That. So ever everyone's on the board now. Everyone's on the board now. All right, number five. It's a ranger, sir. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna add the sir, uh, but it didn't make so. any sense. Number five. This is this is actually the question that I wrote. I completely forgot about this movie starring Dawson with that is Creek. Ashton Kutcher and Dylan McDermott. Oh, Texas Rangers. That is correct. I didn't even know that movie existed until I was looking up uh, clues for this game. It's here. a movie. It's a great movie. So is so is American Outlaws of Colin Farrell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the same movie. Allie Larder. <laughs> Allie Larder. Oh, she's attractive. Here's another one. The Newton Boys. Ooh. Richard oh. Linklater's one time Ooh. going, or one of his few times going straight to Hollywood <laughs> Studios to make a movie. All right, uh, number six. I think uh, I had Skeet Ulrich, actually. <laughs> oh, it did? Oh, my God. Wait, Texas Rangers had Skeet Ulrich? No, um, the Newton boys. They both made, oh. actually. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number six here. This friend of the show fights alongside fellow Rangers and Special Forces units against an African warlord in this film. Say it again? This friend of the show fights alongside fellow Rangers and Special Forces units against an African warlord in this film. Warlord. Got an in the film now. Friend of the show fights alongside fellow Rangers and Special Forces units against an African warlord in this film. Is this Black Hawk Down? That is correct. Hey, Black Hawk Fickner. Down. Oh. William Fickner. There you go. All right. Number seven. I, I, I kind of gave myself a gimme on this one. <laughs> Number seven. All right. Uh, they're, while they're not Rangers, they are Regulators and have a song named after them by Warren G. While they're not rangers, they are regulators and have a song named after them by Warren G. Regulators. Uh, What's the name of the film? It has Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, men, at, men at Work? Young Guns. Young Guns is correct. Young Guns Part 2? Oh. One and two, I suppose. But Charlie Sheen's not in Part 2. He, he Spoiler alert, he dies in Part 1. What? <laughs> Oh, Thank man. you. Are they, they replace him with Kiefer, or is he Kiefer in one two? Kiefer's in Kiefer's in one and two. Oh. Who they replace him? Who they replace him in Young Guns? I don't know if they really replace him. Uh, I forget. Um, I think uh, Dolmer. Dol I don't know. I can't pronounce his name. Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, I think that he's in the movie too. <laughs> That's not that tough of a name. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number eight. Christian Slater is Christian Slater in both of them. Christian Slater is in. Uh, actually, I can't remember. I think he's in part I, I've, two. I haven't seen either Young Gun two. movies, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they used to be on TV a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> Number eight. This Texas Ranger thought about stealing a kiss from a fourteen-year-old, but she was quote too young, too sick, and oh, Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. Do you remember his name? <laughs> oh my God! I, it, I forgot it, his name. It's quite funny. Shia. Yes. Uh, Come on, Jordan. Shia. I don't know. I don't know. What, what popular <laughs> actor has What's the popular last isn't name with the actor named Shia? Wait, uh, no, wait, isn't this Matt Damon from uh, um, True Grit? What is Shia's last name? LaBeouf. That's oh, his name oh, in the movie. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes, LaBeouf, LaBeouf. 
Well, well, either or. That's what me screaming sounds <laughs> I, I, like. I thought you were <laughs> saying I was wrong. No, no, you're you're not right. You're okay. just, you're, I should have <laughs> winked harder at you. <laughs> All right. Number nine. This is the last of the questions here before I get to the very special number ten. And, uh, alright, number nine. This park ranger must lead a lonely life considering his only interactions are with a talking bear and his talking nephew. This... Yogi? Right, but do you remember the ranger's name? No. It's alliterative. <laughs> it's, it's not alliterative. Was it not Ranger Rick? That's the name of the magazine. <laughs> what magazine is Ranger Rick? There's a Ranger Rick magazine where you can read about nature and stuff. I like these obscure things Abe's pulling up today. Is it Ranger Dan, then, or something like that? It's not Ranger Dan. It's Ranger very, Dave? What, what is a very generic last name? Ranger Johnson? Ranger... Ranger Smith? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give that one to David. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the pity. He, he needed Thanks that point, pity. too. Uh, now they pushed him over the edge. <laughs> All right. All right. So number ten. Okay. <laughs> everything matters. Everything depends on this one. All right, and this is going to be uh, me selecting. So number ten, you each have to say "Hi Ho Silver" in your best voice in order to win this game. Like you have to impress me enough to to allow you to win this game. Making None all the previous questions unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary, yeah. Although Aaron, you you technically won. <laughs> Thank you. So "Hi Ho Silver" from each one of you, and uh, I'll determine who the winner is. Anyone want to go first? Let me just okay, breaking breaking news right here. New entry and out now feedback. Oh, feedback, feedback, feedback. Thank you. Philip just wrote, "How about the horse that took a dive when Mongo punched it in Blazing Saddles?" That's a good answer. <laughs> Few scenes make me laugh consistently like that scene does in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> just thinking of that scene makes me laugh. I oh my god yes. Okay, who? How about uh, Jordan? You want to give it give it a go? Okay. I ho silver away. <laughs> Not bad. Good. Not bad. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Aaron. All right, here we go. Hold on. <laughs> is, that the, is that the horse thing? <laughs> okay. Hi ho silver and away. Whoa! 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 <clears throat> This is a hard one. All right, I cannot yeah. wow. wait to hear these on the recording when I listen back. Was, was that uh, Captain Crunch riding silver? <laughs> I certainly didn't follow my nose, so yeah, maybe it was. A lot of crunch berries that you've been eating. <laughs> I, I guess it's, uh, it's on me now? Yeah, David, yeah. yeah. All right. Me, 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 me. David fits right into the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi ho, silver away! <laughs> Boom! Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an executive decision and say that David won. Hey, uh, congratulations! Hey. There you go, Thank you, thank you. I did like that. I, you know, you added the the extra oomph there. So yeah, congratulations. Oh, man. I appreciate it. I hope there's a dubstep <laughs> remix of all that. I'm I'm thinking about it. that's why yeah. I made you guys do it. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to see it out now tracks. <laughs> We've got the remix one. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, that was fun. Good game, Abe. <laughs> game singular. Oh, good game. I said game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I noticed. Let's get to a little out now presents what's out now. These are new movies that are coming out on release on Blu-ray, DVD this week, and you know on you know wherever you can rent it or buy it. 
Um, and the first one up, we got Spring Breakers. I'm a big fan of this movie. I really enjoyed it. It's probably in my top three of the year so far. Um, yeah, there, there, there. I said it. Um, the the host comes out this week. <laughs> that was that was a movie with Saoirse, with little Saoirse, with little Hannah, little Saoirse Ronan. Little, little Hannah. Uh, Dead Man Down arrives this week with uh, Colin Farrell and Numi Rapace. And uh, yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, Tyler Perry's Temptation comes out yes! this week. Wait, like I don't even want it. Yeah. Oh no. my god. Jordan, did you? I know you're a fan of the Tyler Perry movies. Have you seen Tyler Perry's Temptation? Oh no, but I'm gonna get it from Redbox on Tuesday. You better believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> you're gonna you gonna watch Good Deeds again before? Oh well, yeah. And uh, Alex uh, Cross, are you gonna cross? Why, Alex why did I get married? Part two. Okay. Only part two though. I'm still like dying to see Alex Cross on what and watch instantly so we can do a commentary for it. It's good. And uh, lastly, Admission comes out. This is the movie with Paul Rudd and Tina Fey. I, I wasn't a big fan of this movie. Waste potential, I thought. But uh, yeah, okay, that's what's coming out this week. Out now presents what's out now. Over. Let's do the next segment we have here uh, next week on the show. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim hits theaters. Ooh, Finally. Dude. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Pacific Rim opens next week wide in IMAX. In 3D and whatever you want, but also Grown Ups 2 mm. also hits theaters next mm. weekend. So we're gonna have to do a little box office Ooh. predicting of what we what we think Pacific Rim's going to do in terms of box office and ranking in the top ten. So, uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm gonna say first place with uh, 55 million dollars. Wait, Grown Ups for for Pacific Rim. <laughs> That's a good strong bid. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Got a thought, David, Jordan? Uh, okay. I'll say uh, Pacific Rim number one with uh, 47. Hmm. Grown-ups eating some of that, I assume. I, I'm not going to put it past Adam Sandler's big grown-up. Yeah, his first, his first one's like one of his biggest hits ever, mm-hmm. I think. David? Um, yeah, I think yeah, Pacific Rim will definitely get number one. The, the latest trailer is pretty a- Freaking amazing! I've avoided it just because I'm like, I'm good. I just need this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it'll be number one. I'm just gonna because it's not a holiday weekend. uh, I'll say I'll just go with 49 million. Okay. And and Grown Ups will be number four. Fourth place. Interesting. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll give it. I'll give it to Guillermo. I'll say he can outmatch Adam Sandler and his and his his pissing deer and he has. And, um, <laughs> that's, that's what he's outmatching. I'll say, yeah, I'll give Pacific Rim the first, and Jesus, you guys are all right around each other. I'll go, um, 90. <laughs> 90. <laughs> I'll just one up, Abe. I'll say 56 and see what that gets oh. me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'll price is right it. Yeah. I'll weigh it. You're going to win the showcase showdown. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, no, 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 no. Thanks, Drew. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, next week we're talking about Pacific Rim. I actually believe a friend of the show, Alan Aguilera, is going to be on with that one. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much what we have here. So that's going to wrap it up. I was having so much fun. That's yes. gonna, But that's going to do it this week for right now, for Aaron and Abe. But you can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at ysablu.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? 
You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Jordan? You can go to damndirtyblog.blogspot.com. It's kind of dated, but, you know, or you can go to Twitter at AmsterdamChap. David? You can find me on Twitter at uh, CoyeteBoy, which is C-O-H-E-T-E boy. And cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and Stitcher, also at hhwlod.com. You can check out our show as long as the, along with the other shows there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, Long Box of Doom, Half Hour Wasted, a bunch of other podcasts about comics, games, fun stuff like that with some cool guys. Yeah. You can also find uh, some more of our work over at outnow.podomatic.com, including exclusives such as Q&As. I think Aaron's going to put up a Q&A for, uh, uh, what was the Steve Carell movie? The Way, Way Back. Way, Way Back, yeah. Yeah, and also uh, some exclusives such as Out Now. Nice. Uh, you can also check out the YouTube page, youtube.com slash podcast, where you can find the main reviews of the week, uh, about 20, 30 minutes each. You can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the Lone Ranger and the summer in general. We've had a lot of a lot of hits and misses, I would say. So, you know, what is everyone else yeah. thinking about these movies this summer? Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Check us out over facebook.com slash podcast where you can interact with us, answer some of our questions. We'd love to read your responses out on the air. And, of course, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can also follow our page there, and, you know, we put the updates there just as well. And our latest page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com, where we have very weird thoughts that float around, uh, including uh, links to our, our shows and uh, uh, other exclusives. Yeah, all those, you know, all those places. There we go. Uh, thank you guys for coming on today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was a blast. Thank you. I love had a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's always always fun to new guest. Always fun to get new guests, and when the guests win the games, they tend to come back. So you know, hopefully, I'll be back soon. <laughs> so uh, yeah, until next week with Pacific Room, where giant robots go boom against giant monsters, and the monsters boom back. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. I hope.
Zoom. Zoom.